Today's episode promises to be incredibly controversial because we are fighting over the best animated Disney character of all time. And none of us chose Mickey Mouse. What were we thinking? What's up, Story Geeks? It's Jay Shear. On today's podcast, Jack Milliken from No Midnight Media, which produces Theme Park Pulse and the Unpacked podcast, and Josh Taylor from Network 1901, join Daryl and I to fight over the best animated Disney character. This is episode two in our Disney series. If you missed last week's episode, we kicked off our Disney series with Matt Parrish from Woodway Radio and the 3028 talking about the Toy Story franchise. We dug really deep into that one. One of my favorite podcasts of all time. Definitely go check that out. Coming up next week, we are digging deeper into one of the deepest Disney films, honestly, Inside Out. Don't miss out on future episodes or any upcoming series. We have a horror series coming up and then a Star Wars series coming up after that. So make sure you subscribe for free on your preferred podcast provider. For articles written by Ashley Pauls and Anthony Holder and to access all of our premium content, including our aftercasts, visit thestorygeeks.com. On today's Aftercast, the follow-up podcast to this one, we will get Jack's take on his best animated Disney character of all time, plus talk a little bit more about our choices and why we chose them. Thanks for listening in. The Story Geeks podcast is produced by the Reclamation Society. It's time to fight like nerds over the best animated Disney character of all time. All right, well, we are getting ready for a nerd fight. And this is going to be, I think, a ridiculous nerd fight. If you guys are familiar with the way that this works is that we have uh, – we actually have two guests, but one of our guests is a moderator, so I'll get to them in a minute. But we go through three rounds where we present arguments for, in this case, why we believe that the character we chose is the best Disney animated character. Uh, we will have points and counterpoints to make, counterpoints against our competitors in this. Um, and we'll do three rounds of that, and then two people will move on to the final round. The moderator will ask a question of those two competitors, and based on that question alone, no previous questions or no previous points or counterpoints, the moderator will will choose a winner. Uh, and so it is time for me to announce who those people are. First of all, I've got Daryl with me. Hey. Yeah, and Daryl will be one of the fighters. Daryl, who are you fighting for? Who is your best Disney character? I am fighting for Woody. Ooh, so a mm. Pixar character. Uh, we last week's podcast was on on the Toy Story franchise, so you should be ready to go. <laughs> I hope <laughs> last week's podcast, which we just finished recording ten minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly right. Is the fancy world of podcasting. Uh, and then also we have our moderator Jack Milliken. Jack, how are you? I am splendid. I am ready for the nerd fight. <laughs> and you're determining the winner. So let yes. me just tell you how awesome of a person you are and how amazing that of a podcast yeah, you, you are. You got something on your you're nose. Just <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. um, but now, before I move on to the third competitor, Jack, why don't you shout out some of the things that you're up to? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I'm over at No Midnight Media. We've been working on uh, a really fun podcast that comes out on Friday called Theme Park Pulse. Uh, we are in our fourth season now. Oh my gosh, it's crazy! And we have a uh, East Coast. Uh, we we like to call him our East Coast Ghost Host. Mm. And uh, every other week, he comes on, gives us a little what's happening at uh, you know the world down there. Mm. And uh, so we've been doing theme park pool stuff. And there's also a really 
fun uh, series that we're working on on our sister pod, Unpacked, called uh, Brett, Walt, and Mickey in a different order than that. But it's uh, all about the voice of Mickey Mouse, the current voice of Mickey Mouse, Brett Iwan, and it is insane. Like, just the production-wise, like, oh my gosh. It, it's going to be really exciting. That's coming out here pretty soon. But all all good things happening over in the No Midnight Media family. And I'm going to college so we're we're taking the we're taking the podcast kind of onto the internet and doing it over the over the internet, but it's it's fun. It's it's a good time. Awesome! Uh, well, congratulations on college, by the way. Hey, thanks. And you guys know if you're a listener of this show, uh, we share a lot of patrons with No Midnight Media. <laughs> uh, they, we are we are very close friends with all of those dudes over there. Yes. So definitely check out what they're up to. And last but not least, a close and personal friend of mine. We did gold blooming together, which I still want to do more gold blooming or something. It's such a fun uh, show. I loved that it, show. It was such a cool show. Josh Taylor, how are you, sir? Dude, I'm so fantastic. Like, I realized that on day one of the launch of Disney Plus, Jeff Goldblum will have his own National Geographic show. So I'm counting down the days till more gold blooming. <laughs> oh, I can't wait, dude! I'm I'm so down to do more gold blooming. I'm so in for that. I'm ready. Tell the, tell all the people what you guys are up to at Network 1901. Yeah, uh, we've put a huge focus lately onto our YouTube channel. Uh, we just passed 10,000 subscribers, uh, which is awesome. And I've been uh, kind of on a personal journey in podcasting. I took my old podcast, uh, threw it in the trash. Uh, like five, <laughs> six years of podcasting, threw it away, <laughs> and I started over uh, with a rebranding of my show called Modern Mouse, which is uh, about the not-so-magical sides of life through the lens of the most magical place I know. Yeah. Look at that tagline, too, man. Yeah, that was a good tagline. It's one of my favorite shows to listen to right now. It totally is. We just had – so last week – which, again, was 10 minutes ago for us <laughs> in real time. Uh, we talked to, to Matt Parrish. And between No Midnight, Network 1901, and what Matt Parrish is doing, like those are my favorite Disney podcasters. Right? Ah. When, you, when you started this episode and you said that this was a ridiculous nerd fight, yeah. it truly is because <laughs> we have Network 1901 yeah. and No Midnight on yeah. this show. And earlier today, I thought I was going to have to fight both of them <laughs> about Disney. Yeah, so, and you were going to be in big trouble. Jack, I'm very relieved that you're moderating and that I don't have to fight you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Josh, I'm terrified of you. I'm going to do my best. Yeah. Dude, just know, wait till next time, I'm man. good with you. <laughs> well, okay, so, so, so I didn't ask Josh yet, but Josh, who are you? Who is your character? Who is the best Disney character you're arguing for? Uh, I'm going old school, and I am taking on Donald Duck. Ooh. Oh, Donald Duck. <laughs> yes, so Daryl has what you would call a new classic. Josh has what you'd call a classic classic. And I have Cusco. <laughs> 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 I am arguing on behalf of Cusco from Emperor's New Groove. Oh, my goodness. You're literally a llama fun. in the rain. <laughs> I am literally a, a lava in the rain. Bring it on. Uh, so we are going to jump into this. I will hand the show off to you, Jack, and we can start our first round. Awesome. So Jay kind of explained how the rounds are going to work for Nerd Fight. But what we're going to do is have three arguments. Are there going to be around two minutes? Is this correct? These are prepared two statements. Two minutes, yes. yes. 
We've got uh, Josh going first. We've got Jay second and Daryl third. And then there will be one-minute rebuttals for each of our nerd fighters, Jay, Josh, and Daryl. And then I will be awarding some good loving points. So there are two points <laughs> to the best argument, one point second place, zero points for third. Third, no love whatsoever. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. It's time for a nerd fight. And every time I say the word nerd fight, I think of the Netflix documentary Street Fight. And it's one of those things where Cory Booker is not here, but it's about to go down. Yeah, that's what we're going for. I mean, yeah. absolutely. Cool. Oh. So Daryl is our official timekeeper, and uh, I think it's time for our first argument. Two minutes on the clock. Josh, are we ready for our statement? I'm ready. Okay. Daryl, whenever you're ready. Go for it, Josh. All right. So Donald Duck is not only one of the Fab Five or Sensational Six, whatever you want to call it. Like when you think of Disney, when Disney puts out promotional materials for general Disney, Donald Duck is usually on that promotional uh, stuff. And not only that, I know for a fact when Walt Disney created Mickey Mouse, he made him, uh, you know, kind of this troubled, uh, not troubled character, troublesome character. He, he gets into some mischief. And as time went on, Mickey Mouse had to become kind of the wholesome brand that he is. So to make up for that, Walt Disney created the Donald Duck character to kind of take over where Mickey Mouse was. So in essence, Donald Duck is the key figure that we were always supposed to get for Disney, but never did get. Um, Mickey Mouse is the is the focal point. Uh, you know, we all the the signature Mickey ears are always going to be there. Um, that's what people are going to think of when they think of Disney. But Donald Duck has been such a key figure and component to the Walt Disney, Disney Company story for so long. And in fact, out of all of the feature animated films, um, you know, the big giant classics that they've created, Donald Duck stars in more of them than any other Disney character. So in that essence, he's a huge star. And he's also been a part of some of their awesome television series, which includes things like DuckTales uh, and some of the best cartoon shorts that Disney has ever created. Mm, okay. Wow. How much time do we have left? That was probably right on the nose, huh? You, 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 you had about 15 seconds to spare there. That was, wow. that was solid. Very I don't even need it. I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredibly solid. All right. Well, let's go on to our next argument. Just, just rapid fire. Jay, what you got for us? All right, here we go. So, Cusco's character journey is an amazing character journey throughout Emperor's New Groove, and most people might gloss over that. It was released at a time Disney was struggling. In fact, if you listen to Josh's Modern Mouse podcast on it, you know it had a super <laughs> troubled history and barely even made it to the big screen in some regards. Uh, so, I think it's easy to overlook the Emperor's New Groove, which means it can be easier to miss the deeper message in this film. And it's a message that's super important to today's society because it's about a character, my boy Cusco, learning about the folly of pride and the problem with prioritizing riches over comfort. Uh, sorry, riches, riches and comfort over people. 
So he's prioritizing riches, riches and comfort. Ah, oh, this is really hard to say over people. <laughs> uh, from being self-focused to being others-focused, that's sort of his journey. So at the beginning of the, of the film, Cusco is the worst. He's prideful. He's entitled. He's famous. He rubs it in people's faces. Uh, and then it's all stripped of him. And with all that entitlement gone, with all his self-worth stripped away, he has to build a brand new identity. And Cusco really does reinvent himself. It's a major character arc. It's an old proverb. And in some ways, it was the perfect message for 80s and 90s kids who grew up to be YouTube and podcast creators. So it's really not about you. It's about your community. And that's awesome. And we learned that through a boy who turned into a llama. And I don't have the the history chops that Josh has and when he can bring in, but I'm pretty confident that the ghost of Walt Disney heavily influenced this film from its production <laughs> to the rest of it. So I think Cusco's journey is super impactful and super awesome. All Man, right. You, guys, you both like that minute and 45 second mark there. And you guys... I can't let Josh beat me on time. (laughs) 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 He's got to get his point across with like a second beforehand. I love it. Perfect. All right, a timekeeper. Are you ready for your own argument? I'm ready, and I promise to keep time honestly. (laughs) So in the Disney canon, we have lots of classic characters and lots of modern characters, right? What's great about Woody is he embodies both sides. Yes, Time-wise, he's a more modern character, but he's a cowboy. He's a toy who is a cowboy. That is very universal. And when Toy Story came out, you know, maybe they didn't have access to all the licensing, so they couldn't, you know, get some of those toys that were really well-known. So they went with the most universal thing they could think of, a cowboy, a classic hero. But they gave Woody modern sensibilities. They gave him compassion. They gave him community. They gave him all this stuff around him so that he could interact with these characters in a way that appeals to modern sensibilities. So you talk about classic Disney and modern Disney, you get both with Woody. He didn't need to be a known toy. You know, he didn't need to be a G.I. Joe or a Barbie. He didn't even need the notoriety of, like, Donald Duck or Mickey Mouse. He could be just a cowboy, and he was so well-written and so well-performed by Tom Hanks that he has created this longevity and this consistency of his character that is just so universal. Um, He really is one of my favorite characters. He's one of my kids' favorite characters. And I just love sort of the, the faithfulness of his character. He's faithful to the people around him. He's faithful to what he cares about and what he believes in. And it's all wrapped up in just who he is and the fact that he can appeal to classic and modern, you know, reach for the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I could have guessed that that was going to get in there at some point. Yeah, I was going to save it for later, but why not? Uh, yeah, yeah, open it, open with it right out of the gate. Okay, so now it's time for our rebuttals. And if you remember correctly from, let's see, six minutes ago when I explained it, We have a minute rebuttals for each of our contestants. So first rebuttal would be for Josh Taylor. Josh, whenever you're ready. All right. So first of all, Cusco, great character. Love the Emperor's New Groove. However, Emperor's New Groove made like no money. (laughs) It's not been seen universally by people like uh, a bigger movie like Toy Story would be. So... Uh, Jay, 
despite the character being awesome, in the entire canon of almost 100 years of Disney characters, Cusco does not rank in the top 50. (laughs) Shots fired. Then, uh, Woody, I will agree with Daryl, is a very interesting character, a very good character who has an extremely linear, uh, well-told story throughout all of the different films. However, he is not a constant in the same way that Donald Duck is. Donald Duck is that safe constant that you'll always know, you'll always understand. There's like the Bible of time. what his character oh. should be. Ugh. I know. A minute's harsh. Wow. So, cut off for time, but good rebuttals as it was, Josh. Now we go to Jay. Yes. You got a minute on your clock. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Uh, so to, in rebuttal to Josh, something doesn't need to make money to be awesome. There's lots of examples of that, including the story geeks podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but, uh, no, no, no. I don't think that needs to make money to be awesome. I think a lot of people overlook this film because of some of the woes that Disney was going through in this time frame, anyways. Um, and I think that, uh, Donald Duck is unfortunately he's one of my favorite characters of all time but i think he's honestly he's misused a lot i think he he doesn't show up in as many things as i'd like him to show up in and especially in recent years um i think that disney has not done as well with the top five top six characters that they could have so that bums me out a lot in regards to woody yeah he is a cowboy and he is very very classic but it's also just the plain old tom hanks again in another movie, doing normal Tom Hanksy stuff, and so I don't know. I can't get behind that. All right, that's your time. There you go. Wow, that was like right on. That was. Perfect. I'm keeping track of it myself, so I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. All right, sweet. So now we go to Daryl for the last rebuttal of round one. A minute on the clock. Okay, so, um, in regards to uh, that Tom Hanks remark, yes, he is played by Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, who played a guy named Walt Disney, <laughs> whereas Cusco is played by David Spade, who played a guy named Joe Dirt. <laughs> and if you can name another character of his in five seconds, I'll give you $100, but we're not actually going to do that. So, um, <laughs> But also in response to what you said about Cusco learning to be others-focused, Woody begins others-focused and still manages to have a very compelling story arc throughout, might I add, four films, not just one. Um, In regards to Donald Duck, yes, Donald Duck is a classic Disney character. There's no arguing that whatsoever. But I, I struggle to think of an iconic Donald Duck story. Like, he's not strong on story to me, where I feel like Woody is very strong on story. Um... And I just want to point out that Josh himself said that Toy Story is way bigger than Cusco. (laughs) Dude, you guys are piling on Cusco. Cusco's amazing. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Cusco's rad, but according to our rebuttals, I don't know if it's going to take it. Let's see exactly how we're going to award these points. Looking at my notes here, uh, the the first round here, round one, is very close as I assumed it would be, because we have three great uh, debaters, as it is. Uh, But what it came down to with this first round, it was the rebuttals. The rebuttals is what is going to make or break this round for the three of you. And 
Daryl comes up with the best rebuttal of the three. <laughs> the fact that Jay was going after Woody, just throwing the Tom Hanks piece in there, and Daryl comes right back <laughs> with Walt Disney was the surefire bet. Oh, my goodness. And then Josh had some great, great stuff talking about how, uh, you know, no money was made in The Emperor's New Groove. So, coming up in third with no points, unfortunately, for round one is Jay. Now, Jay, Which is I a think preview that round two. with the coming round... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I was actually going to say the opposite. I think Jay is on the right track. The story-based uh, argument is the key. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's lighting the spark is what is really happening. Um, and then in second with one point, we've got Josh. We've got a compelling argument, but Daryl takes the cake with two points with the very best rebuttal, talking about Joe Dirt and Walt <laughs> Disney. So the standings after round one is Daryl with two points, Josh with one point, and Jay with zero points. I broke the cardinal rule, which is to never attack Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say bad things about oh, my dad. Never talk about dad like that. Goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. All right. Well, with that, it's on to round two. We've got a different uh, order for this round. Are we all ready? Yeah. Okay. Jay, you've got two minutes on the clock. Daryl, when you're ready. Go for it. Disney... And David Spade got us to love and root for a llama. So if you look at Mickey or Donald or Woody or Snow White or the Little Mermaid, just about any of the classic Disney characters, they all start out likable. And that's actually a trick that uh, writers will use to write good characters that uh, most people never actually realize or think about. It's virtually impossible to make a character unlikable at the beginning of the story because you run the risk the, that the audience will never root for them to win or change. So there's most characters start out a little likable. Um, and that also means that the characters can be a little bit more shallow in their character development because in a feature film, which is by the way, a little bit different than TV, uh, they can't change enough for us to like them by the end of the feature film. Um, so, you know, you might sympathize with the little mermaid because we know that she's naive, but we also, uh, dream of leaving our environment to go somewhere adventurous, especially when we fall in love. We love Woody because he's a responsible toy. Like he starts out responsible. We starts out in a way that we like him. And Daryl even said that you start out liking Woody. You also love Donald because he's a kind of our grumpy uncle who wants to be left alone. <laughs> and we kind of think that that's hilarious and like that kind of aspect to him. We love Aladdin because he's not doing anything terrible and we understand why he steals. In fact, he gives some of the bread or apples that he steals to the little kids. So we like him from minute one. G Disney generally gives us likable characters who need to grow, but not drastically. In The Emperor's New Groove, though... Disney throws that rule right out the window because Cusco starts out a total jerk from the moment that he's on screen. We should not want him to succeed at all, but we do. Disney took a great risk in giving us a character, and that risk should be rewarded because it makes Cusco's journey even more powerful and more meaningful. That's your and time. Ah. Oh, I had one more line. I even gave you a couple extra seconds uh, there. I had one more line. Wow. I wasn't timing myself this time around. That was a mistake. 
All right, we go to Daryl for the second argument of round number two. Daryl. Okay, let me reset the clock here. Okay. All right, my argument for this round is that Woody is a true hero. Maybe the best hero that we've seen in any of these Disney films. And here's why. He has probably the best balance of heart and strength that I've seen in any Disney character. Like, we have a lot of iconic princesses, right? But a lot of them lean very, very heavily on heart and learn strength throughout the course of the movie. Woody has both of these things to begin with and manages to get very, very compelling storytelling while being, you know, an adventurous character. He's a cowboy. He's got that coolness, but he's also compassionate. And he cares about everybody around him. He cares very deeply about Andy. He cares very deeply about his fellow toys. And if you look at the canon of these Toy Story films, any time that Woody is feeling conflicted or is having a a crisis or whatever, it's because he's thinking about somebody else. He's never thinking about himself. He's completely selfless. And he is always trying to make somebody else's life better which in the realm of our Story Geeks podcast is the very definition of a hero. And I just think the approach that they take with him is so universal. You know, boys can get behind it. Girls can get behind it. Kids can. Adults can. Like, there is nothing about Woody that somebody can't come in and latch onto and really appreciate. You get his adventure. You get his compassion. You get a great example of love but also a really fun, cool character. And I feel like a lot of the Disney films don't get that balance right. Like they're not all like super adventurous, but also with a lot of heart. It seems like they lean one way or the other, but with Woody, you get a really well-centered balance of both. All right. I dig it. All right. Next, (laughs) next, uh, our, our final argument the best argument. Round two. <laughs> oh. mm. <laughs> we'll see about that. It's time for Josh Taylor. Daryl, whenever you're ready. Go for it. All right. If you want to talk about heroes, let's talk about Donald Duck defeating Nazis because he did that during World War II when the Walt Disney Studio was taken over by the U.S. military. They asked them to do propaganda, and because Donald Duck was such a universally loved character. They used him to fight the Nazis instead of Mickey Mouse. But I will say that he has also been featured in so many other roles in so many other types of situations. He's been a firefighter. He's also been a student learning about math and science. Uh, He's so relatable in that regard. He's also been a part of uh, the Three Musketeers, He's been uh, a part of many different Christmas specials. He is one of the three caballeros. Uh, he's this—he's this student of discovery, and and so in a many of the films uh, and short cartoons, the thing about Donald Duck is that he's actually supposed to represent you. So he's not the uh, grumpy uncle. He is, in fact, a curious mischievous child um and not in a bad way but in the way that wants to discover the world and wants to do new things and as he grows up he you know becomes a firefighter and becomes 
uh, a policeman and becomes uh, a soldier fighting in World War II. And he becomes this heroic figure uh, for the entire world that can get behind him. So I think that Donald Duck is more of a hero than Cusco, even though I think that Donald Duck at times is unlikable but can become likable, and he's more of a hero than Woody because Woody's only saving himself for the most part as well as some of his friends, but okay, Donald Duck is time. saving the whole world. There you go. The whole world. The whole world. All right, before we can talk at all, it's time for the rebuttals. We have Jay up for the first rebuttal minute on the clock. All right. Here's here here we go. Uh first of all, I think Josh talked about Donald Duck in a couple ways. First of all, he called him a curious cousin and not a grumpy uncle, and I think we all know he's a grumpy uncle. But he also he talked about him being a part of all these other films because Donald doesn't really carry any of the films himself. He's always a part of all the other films. Um, and yeah, he has some cool roles, and we love him. We love him as a side character. We love him as a secondary character. But Cusco is carrying his entire movie. He's the only person that can even touch Cusco in his own movie is Kronk is the only one that gets close to it. So Cusco's got a lot on his shoulders here. Um, and then I don't know why Daryl's attract, attacking other princesses by calling them not strong <laughs> enough. But <laughs> I think the princesses are really strong. I don't know why you'd say that, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> He's just laughing at You're me. So happy with yourself right now. <laughs> that is my time, and I'm I'm happy. With it. <laughs> that works. Oh Attacking the princesses. All right, it's on to Daryl for the next rebuttal. Okay. To be clear, I did not say that the princesses are not strong. I said uh, they often start and have a journey to that point, whereas Woody stands alone and is very interesting because he has heart and strength to begin with, and we still get lots of really cool stories away from him. Um, by the way, pa uh, Cusco did not carry his movie alone. He had Pacha next to him the whole time, which is the likable side of that character. <laughs> Pacha <laughs> gives us the likability that Cusco lacks. So... Maybe an interesting journey there, or you could just think of it as an incomplete character, whichever way you want to phrase it. Oh, and um, and I def I agree with Donald Duck and all of the uh, scenarios that he's in. He has to be made into something else to be interesting. Mm. Like he has to fight Nazis, he has to be a firefighter, he's got to be a policeman because in and of himself, there's not much story to tell there. And um, Woody did not only save himself; he saved everybody around him. And that is his world. So in his mind, he is saving the world. Wow. Very interesting. Another <laughs> good rebuttal from Daryl. And we go on to our final rebuttal of round two. It's time for Josh Taylor. You got a minute. All right. I will say that in the Three Caballeros, Donald Duck is the lead character. So that is his main role. And I believe that is like the pinnacle of Donald Duck. But I think that him being a secondary character isn't a, a fault. That's not a bad thing. I think that him being a well-rounded character and being a character that can fit into so many different situations in a positive way is awesome. Uh, for Daryl, I would say that Woody, yes, maybe he does save some of the other characters, but from episode, or not episode, from movie one, two, three, and four, 
he consistently thinks about himself. Like even as he tries to progress forward and at the end of the movie, they say all these great things about Woody and he finally feels like he changes at the beginning of each movie. After that, he becomes selfish again. He's just constantly selfish and he'll never get over that. So as That's a time, mm, Ooh. I think we can all agree that all the things that um, Josh just said about Woody are true of Tom Hanks, too. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> wow. Do you want that to go on the record or off the record? <laughs> guess we're not doing a Tom Hanks podcast. Yeah, I guess Tom Hanks is not inviting me over to his house. No, I know that much. No. Daft Punk is not playing at your house, nor is Tom Hanks. Uh, <laughs> all right, so... We've got a lot to go over for this one. Round two was just as hard as round one. And the cool thing was we had completely different arguments from all three of our contestants. I was making sure that there weren't any, obviously key themes will be uh, redone, but a lot of the same points were not made, which was very positive. Uh, I think that the strongest argument was definitely Jay's this round. What? Yeah. Because <laughs> we were rooting I'm right for there with you, Josh. Llama. <laughs> rooting for a llama, and I thought that was a very interesting point. I think that Josh also talking about freaking Nazis was uh, another way to seal the deal for sure. And then Daryl talking about completely selfless Woody, another great call. And then we go to the rebuttal. Hear that, Josh? Completely selfless Woody. <laughs> In your words. <laughs> So then we go to the rebuttals, and we had another great uh, a bit of banter, which is always quite fun. A little more heated in round two. <laughs> Just a little bit. But we're going to start with, uh, unfortunately, Daryl's rebuttal was not as strong as last round. I think maybe uh, I had higher expectations after such a strong rebuttal in round one. But Daryl is sitting... With zero points in round two. And now, between Jay and Josh, it was a a test of should we go with rebuttal or argument? And I think that I'm going to go with rebuttal in the sense that Josh is going to get two points and Jay will get one. Mm. Woo woo! At least I'm on the board. <laughs> At least I'm on the board. I have one point. Jay's on the board with one. So. Take that, Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. In our uh, recounting of uh, scores after round two, we have Josh Taylor sitting in first with three points, Daryl sitting in second with two, and Jay sitting in third with one point. Take that, David Spade. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we have round three, the third and final round of our preliminary process, as I like to call it, as I've coined in the, my first nerd fight that I've been a part of. <laughs> so we're going to go back to another three arguments, another three rebuttals. I'm going to award points, and then the lowest point have her. Nope. That was not the right word. The person with the lowest points is going to be <laughs> eliminated. So, without further ado, Daryl, your final argument. Two minutes on the clock. All right. My final argument has to do with another thing that really sets Woody apart from other Disney characters. 
So when I was growing up, I had a hard time relating to a lot of the Disney films because so many of them were love stories. And as a kid, that was something that was hard for me to relate to. It was a little too mushy. You know, I was, I didn't understand that relationship because I was just a kid. So romance didn't mean anything to me. And I feel like it was a, there was a lack of universality there. With Woody, you don't run into that problem. You know, there's, I mean, yes, he's got his relationship with Bo, but it's not at all the center of the story. This move, this uh, character sort of transcends the need to be a love story, but not at the point of sacrificing intimacy. Woody is actually very close with the characters around him. He and Buzz have a classic relationship, a beautiful friendship that you get to see in this movie without the need for the romance angle. Not that there's anything wrong with romance. I just think there's so much of it that's already out there that when Woody comes along, it's a fresh take and it's a different look, which I think really helps him to stand out. Um, And it's just something that you don't see a lot of elsewhere in film is this sort of intimate plutonic relationship, you know, a really beautiful picture of friendship and just this idea that Woody brings things out in the characters around him that help them grow. He doesn't just save them physically, but he helps them to grow. He helps them to be better and he helps them to be more confident in who they are. He helps them to experience their own value better. And I think he's just this character that really breathes light into the other characters that are around him. And I think that's pretty special. I just don't think you see that in a whole lot of characters. All right. A strong first argument for our round three. We now go to Josh Taylor. Two minutes. All right. So let's talk about the future Uh, and the longevity of characters because we're coming up really soon, actually, on 100 years of the Walt Disney Company. And one of the things that's been a constant with the Disney Company has been Donald Duck. He's been uh, in short cartoons since the 1930s, in feature films since the 1940s. Uh, He's also been a part of many countless comic books. Uh, He's been a character from day one uh, at the Disney theme parks at Disneyland. You could meet Donald Duck. Uh, He's been a part of children's books. He's been uh, a freaking team mascot. Uh, a college team mascot. He's been everything, and he will continue to be uh, in the pop culture sphere because of his longevity, because even maybe he's the side character sometimes, he can still be someone that you believe that you can be or are or want to be with. Uh, Even if he's a little grumpy sometimes, he still is fun and uh, happy and someone that you want to call a friend. So Donald Duck, for the future, will continue to be in the pop culture. He will continue to be at the theme parks. He'll probably continue to be in short cartoons as long as they're made. And his spinoffs, he'll continue to be around as well. The creation of Donald Duck created the entire uh, Duck family within the Disney umbrella. So that includes Daisy Duck, which I think is also an awesome character. You would have never gotten Scrooge McDuck without Donald Duck. So we would have never gotten DuckTales, which is by far one of the best 
animated TV shows of all time, the new one or the old one. Uh, Huey, Dewey, Louie, Ludwig von Drake. We would have never gotten Darkwing Duck, which is, again, I think one of the best ones. Wow. Another great argument in round three, heavy hitters. Can Jay hold up? We've got the last argument. Two minutes on the clock. Are you ready, Jay? I am. It probably won't hold up, but we'll go for it. (laughs) (laughs) So much confidence. Llamas don't have longevity. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so Daryl's character, Woody, is a perfect character for a situational comedy. Put him in situations. He's real funny. Tom Hanks does a great job with that. Josh's character, Donald, is great at slapstick. Put him in some slapstick situations, you'd be laughing your head off. Cusco isn't maybe the most comedic animated Disney character of all time because that's probably Robin Williams' genie. But I will make the argument that Cusco is a close second. When Disney chose Robin Williams, he had a history of mature comedy, but he was the type of comedian who could easily switch over to a kid-friendly, broad audience. That is not true for David Spade, whose career was entirely targeted towards adults. And unlike Robin Williams' Genie or Eddie Murphy's Mushu, David Spade's Cusco was the lead character. It wasn't some secondary character who's supposed to make you laugh. Like, the lead character is supposed to make you laugh. So for all of those reasons, what they did with Cusco, and as funny as they made him in this role, there has never this has never been done by Disney before and may never be done by Disney again. A comedian in a lead role that's hilarious. They even retold this story when Pixar did Cars. And as much as I love Owen Wilson, he's nowhere near as funny as David Spade is as Cusco. Cusco's journey is great. David Spade's portrayal is fantastic. And it means that Cusco needs to be considered one of the best Disney characters of all time and the best comedic lead in Disney animated history. Wow. Those are big words right there. Very big words. And with probably a good amount of time left, I would assume, Daryl. Yeah, you had almost uh, 20 seconds left or so there. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't need any more words. <laughs> filled the space. Oh, I think maybe you did. Oh. Oh. <laughs> more <laughs> fighting <try>. words. <laughs> All right. Well, we go on to our rebuttals, the final rebuttals of our nerd fight in round three. Okay, so Daryl, you have a minute on the clock for your rebuttal. All right. So, yeah, we may never again have another lead character played by a comedian. And maybe it's because that wasn't such a good idea. (laughs) I I don't know. That doesn't necessarily mean it was great. Maybe it's a cautionary tale more than anything else. I mean, I don't feel like David Spade was a character or played a character that you could really get behind and care about. Um, And you yourself just said that another character is better than your character. (laughs) You just said that the genie is better than Cusco. Um, As far as Donald Duck, yes, he's been a constant for a long, long, long time. He's definitely had longevity in Disney. But what is his story? Not what contexts have they used him in, but what is his story? And I don't know if there's an answer to that question. I feel like with Woody, there's a very strong answer to that question. And you may say that Donald Duck is somebody that you want to call a friend, but with Woody, you've got a friend in me, right? And then (laughs) you brought up all these other characters too, and I feel like it just shows that characters like Daisy and stuff like that are actually better than Donald, the character that inspired them originally. All right. We now move to Josh Taylor for his rebuttal, A Minute on the Clock. 
All right, so without Donald Duck, we would have never had either of these other two characters that these two people are trying to say are awesome. (laughs) Uh, Without Donald Duck, the success of the Walt Disney Company may have faltered. And without the Disney Company, Pixar would have never had the funding to be able to release Toy Story. So the company would have never, or the public would have never seen uh woody at all so without donald duck woody wouldn't have been around the same thing with cusco we may not have even seen uh you know disney get past the release of snow white or other films because he needed the money to be able to release snow white he needed the money to be able to make so many other things donald duck was crucial to be able to get walt disney's name out there first and foremost before anything else could happen so Cusco, Woody, they would not exist without Donald Duck and the other main characters within the Disney catalog. Okay. That's All right. Oh, there we go. Time. Right perfectly on time. time. Perfect. So we have our final rebuttal of round three. Jay, you have the floor for a minute. All right. So I think that Josh has based most of his argument off a history of Donald Duck. And he says that Donald Duck is going to be great moving forward into the future. But the problem is, I think if you asked a lot of kids today, like, is Woody or Donald your favorite character? A lot of kids today are going to say Woody. They're not going to say Donald. Uh, I think Donald has just gone out of the cultural lexicon a little bit. And he's not he's not been brought back in a way that's been super meaningful to people. Um, also, I, I think that uh, Cusco was not only a good idea, I think he was a great idea. I think the message for this time was the right message at the right time, and I'm really excited about it. And again, I just want to bring up the point that, yes, I do think that the genie is hilarious, but the genie is a secondary character. Mushu is hilarious too, but he's a secondary character. Cusco and David Spade are hilarious as the main character, and that is a tall order. Ooh, more good rebuttals. Man, it's fun to have a nerd fight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I actually hate being the moderator for this very reason because you're like, oh, that was kind of good. Yeah. No, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. It is a difficult job, but it's quite fun. I am I'm quite enjoying this. Uh, okay, so let's go over my notes. We had three great arguments and another three great rebuttals. I think that this was the perfect way to round out the uh, the preliminaries uh, with round three, we we had an interesting an interesting point from Daryl at the very beginning of this. His main point was that Woody transcends the need of a love story, but in Toy Story four, I think the love story between Woody and Bo Peep is one of the main points, main pieces of said story. So it kind of. Uh, not necessarily cancels out the point, but may, you know, not give it as much longevity as it was looking for. Donald going into the future, being here to stay, was a very good point. But Jay brought up an incredible point, you know, asking a child, would you go rather meet, would you rather meet Woody over by Mania or Donald on Main Street is a question that is uh, very, very prominent within the younger demographic at this point in time. You know, we have DuckTales back on Disney XD, but, you know, I think that uh, Toy Story seems to resonate, uh, you know, merchandise-wise and everything, but now we're getting as if I have an opinion on everything, but I am just the mediator-moderator. 
the uh, the final consensus for round number three. I need about 15 seconds to really <laughs> think about this because here's the deal. We have an elimination in our hands right now. Depending on who has the least amount of points at the end of round three will not move on to our moderator question. That is a question that I have to come up with after I make this decision. So there's all kinds of good decisions happening over here. <laughs> we are going to go with Daryl. Unfortunately, did not have the strongest argument in the third round. Daryl will be getting zero points. Josh with one and Jay with two points. Yes. To round it out. Making everything interesting. So now that I'm doing math in my head very quickly, we have learned that there is now a tie. Hmm. But it is a tie for first and second. Unfortunately, Daryl will be eliminated. Thank you so much for playing here on Nerdfight. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? You take on a titan of the Disney world like Josh, and what can I say? Thanks. I was out of my depth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you lost to the llama. <laughs> so am I, Josh. Yeah. So am I. <laughs> There were some great <laughs> points made, some great rebuttals taken, but unfortunately, you must lay down your cowboy hat. Thank you so much for playing, Daryl. It is now on to the moderator question. So how this is going to work is, well, you guys are tied. So we can't really necessarily have a choose for who goes first or second. So I think we should play uh, internet rock, paper, scissors. I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> and then there will be two answers and then two rebuttals, and then I will pick the winner. And uh, now I have to come up with a really fun question. What's up, Story Geeks? You know how much I care about storytelling, and I'm really excited because the story I co-wrote with Nathan Sheck, the time travel novel Time Slingers, is now available on Amazon.com. Reviewers are calling Time Slingers a fast-paced, fun read, and I'm really excited to share it with you. Time Slingers is available in print as an audiobook and on the Kindle. And for a limited time, the Kindle version is only 99 cents, but that won't last forever. Go pick up the time travel novel that a Writer's Digest judge called Trailblazing and went on to say that it had a place in literary history. I don't know about all that, only time will tell, but I do think you'll really enjoy it. It has a four and a half out of five stars from 40 plus Amazon reviewers. Time Slingers is also great for young readers, so don't hesitate to buy a copy for your kids, probably 10 and above. Need a good read? Head over to amazon.com and search for Time Slingers or click the link in the show notes. Da -da 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 -da. Okay, so we're back from our break, and it is time for the moderator question, the final round between Josh and Jay. After answering who is the greatest animated character from Walt Disney Animation, we're now going to flip the coin and ask who is the absolute worst character from Walt Disney Animation, and we're going to start with, did we figure out who we're starting with? Yeah, I was yeah gonna, I'm going to start out. I'm going to start out okay. so that Jay I can starting. embarrass myself and people can forget it by the time you get to Josh. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> As per usual. All right, so we have two minutes on the clock. Daryl, 
will remain our timekeeper. Jay, ready? go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I'm ready. Hit it. I could go into a lot of things. I know that Josh's knowledge of Disney characters is going to be way more than mine, and he's going to bring up some obscure character that's terrible, <laughs> and I'm going to go, oh, yeah, we're all going to agree that that's true. But before we get there, I'm going to speak to the people out there who can remember the characters that I can remember after a quick Google search. <laughs> and, and it was one of those characters, I could go into all of the lame princes that we've always had, right, that just show up and then kiss somebody, and then they're all everything's all good again. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go straight to the racial menace that is the Siamese cats from Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> Those characters should never even have been on screen. They were they're offensive in today's environment and should have been offensive back then. And I think that the Siamese cats, by the way, uh, do this really annoying song that is really frustrating. And I already have it inside my head from even talking about these characters. Yeah, Thank you for that. But they never should have appeared on film. They are definitely some of the worst Disney characters that appear in a movie that I can still watch. Because obviously there are some Disney movies out there that Disney has taken off the table. That I'm sure have some pretty bad characters. But I'm going to go with the two Siamese cats from Lady and the Tramp. The Siamese cats. My goodness. All right. Well, there's one answer. We've got another one coming right up. Josh, are you ready for us? I'm ready. Two minutes on the clock. It's all you. All right. So you could go this route of being offensive, but I'm not going to go that route. I think that despite uh, characters like Br'er Bear, Br'er Fox being in a film that is offensive, I don't think that the characters themselves are offensive. However, I do think that Disney completely lost its way uh, in the mid-2000s. After a couple of missteps, uh, they had some really good films that just didn't get seen. One of those films actually being Emperor's New Groove. Uh, but the film that really faltered them for a long time was Chicken Little. Chicken Little was their first foray into a fully CG world for Disney animation, and it totally failed. And I think it's because of the actual character of Chicken Little which sucks because he's voiced by Zach Braff, who I think is a funny person. The character is written awfully. The story is written awfully. And he just comes off as kind of whiny and annoying rather than being a character you want to root for. He's not fun to be around. He's not entertaining at all. Uh, he just ruins his own movie. So in that way, I would say the worst character for one of the worst films in the entire Disney catalog, Chicken Little. You know the only thing, the only good thing that came out of that movie? Is it the fish? The Bare Naked Ladies soundtrack. Mm. I don't know, see. Little slip. Mm. Incredible. No, I don't even remember the, I don't even remember <laughs> the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> see, and here's the issue. Well, not the issue, because obviously I'm a partial judge. I'm impartial, of course, but Chicken Little was one of those movies that I saw with my parents at a young age in the theater and was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Because, you know, I was a kid didn't understand it but looking back at it i can look at it with a critical eye very interesting take josh we've got two rebuttals coming up and then a winner will be crowned jay you have the first rebuttal you have a minute on the clock all right so i'm sure the chicken little is horrible <laughs> there's no <laughs> question i have never actually seen the movie but i can tell it's probably awful um, but I would just like to say that uh, as Josh brought up, like 
he actually made an argument for Cusco as he was talking about Chicken Little because Cusco goes through this massive change even though you hate him at first. So just want to put that out there. Um, but I also think that <laughs> the Siamese cats have just such a troubling connotation to them that, that we would stereotypically treat uh, a group of people in these two cats is just a shame. And I think that that still makes them the worst characters. Hmm. All right. Interesting. Very interesting. Josh, you have a minute to rebuke. All right. See, here's the thing about the Siamese cats. Despite them being offensive, either for now or for then, they still don't bring down the film that they're in, which is Lady and the Tramp, which I would say has probably one of the top ten most iconic movie scenes in history. And that's not just animation. That is any movie ever. I think that the the spaghetti scene is probably one of the best uh, scenes in any film. And I would argue that Lady and the Tramp is one of the best love stories of any film ever. The thing is... He hasn't even seen Chicken Little because there's no reason to see Chicken Little because this <laughs> character does not give you promise. Wow. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. The Siamese Cats versus Chicken Little in the battle for the worst Disney animated character of all time. Now, our arguments were both pretty strong, uh, coming off of a minute and a half of prep work. But as per usual, the rebuttals are where the points lie. The winner of this... What number uh, nerd fight is this, Jay? Do we, we have no do we have number? Like, yeah, probably like <laughs> eight. <laughs> Maybe. Such a guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best guess is eight. All right, well, the winner of nerd fight... August, how's that? No, do you there have you more than one in August? No, we'll do it in August. Yeah, probably. Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> well, the winner of this nerd fight between Josh and Jay is Josh Taylor with Chicken oh, Little. I need a, like a little fanfare noise to be whoop, played. Whoop. Yeah, well, there it is. So, uh, <laughs> self-provided. Yeah, there you go. No problem. That works. The explanation for this one is because of the movie aspects. I think Josh brought up a great point about how the movie is garbage, but the character is what makes the movie garbage, whereas the Siamese Cats is a small piece to a larger puzzle. It's an excellent point, Josh. It's a garbage movie. <laughs> Which is so sad because I remember it so fondly, but going back and watching it, it was like, oh my, there were so many missteps here. Yeah, yeah, I can finally remember not seeing that. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So you've, you you've saved yourself two hours of your life. You really have. Yeah. yeah. But you've been doing this for about two hours. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it kind of evens out. Congratulations to Josh Taylor of Network well Engine 1. If he hadn't won, it'd be problematic. I know. <laughs> the, the Disney crown remains intact. That's <laughs> right. So I'm going to just take that home with me and just be happy that I lost and cry in my own <laughs> cereal you'll do um, it next week it's fine you give yeah. it a good try <laughs> i'll lose again next week it's fine um but we are going to go into an aftercast where we're going to get uh we're going to actually talk a little bit more about each other's opinions and we're going to get jack's 
best and worst Disney character, which would be really fun. Yeah. So catch us on the Aftercast. Before we let you guys go, go ahead and shout out your uh, your channels. Um, Jack, why don't you start? Okay, so I am over a part of the No Midnight Media crew. I am predominantly on Theme Park Pulse, happening on Friday. Come check us out We're on all the socials, Theme Park Pulse on Instagram. And uh, then... I'm also producing bonus content for this season's Unpacked. I'll be making a bunch of fun bonus content for that feed. And make sure to go check out Unpacked and Theme Park Pulse wherever you get your podcasts, on Twitter, on Instagram, all the places. There you go. What about you, Josh? You can uh, check out everything I'm doing at network1901.com, which is going to be getting a revamp pretty soon. Uh, but you can also just go and check out our YouTube channel, uh, Network 1901 on YouTube, or you can find my podcast on iTunes, Spotify, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's called Modern Mouse. Yeah, so go do that. Go check out No Midnight Media and all the stuff they're up to, and go check out Network 1901 and all the stuff they're up to. You will not be disappointed with any of that. Well, that's it for today's show. Another losing round for me, but at least I managed to come in second place. No second place is the first loser. Special thanks again to Disney expert Josh Taylor. No wonder he beat me after all from Network 1901. And of course, Jack Milliken for moderating today's fight. Come on, Jack. You should have thrown me a couple extra points there, buddy. But I'll forgive you. He's from No Midnight Media, the producers of the Unpacked podcast and Theme Park Pulse. Special thanks to both of them for joining us. This was episode number two in our Disney series. Like I said, last week's episode with Matt Parrish about the Toy Story franchise was fantastic. Make sure you check that out. And coming up next week, we dig deeper into Inside Out, which promises to be fantastic as well. Subscribe for free on your preferred podcast provider and don't miss any of our upcoming shows. We have a horror series coming up that's going to be great. And after that, a Star Wars series. Wait for the Star Wars series. If you enjoy the Story Geeks podcast, please share our show with a geek friend or review the Story Geeks podcast on Apple Podcasts. We're going to start recording our aftercast, so I hope you'll join us for that as well. We'll be getting Jack's take on his best animated Disney character of all time. I'm talking a little bit more about our choices and arguing a little bit more about our choices. So you'll have to join us for that one. Get more information on our aftercast and all of our other content over at thestorygeeks.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, question everything in your favorite geek stories and always seek the truth. Special thanks to these amazing people who help us produce the Story Geeks podcast by supporting us on Patreon. Anthony Holder, Adam Vargas, Bob Sherfield, Brianna, Bryce Cox, Connie Moe, Jessica Pritchett, Jim and Mary Baldwin, Joshua Beckham, Jeremy and Kimberly Lujeau, Julian Armstrong, Monte Thigpen, Nathan Miller, Nick Prokop, Ray DeLeon, and Wade Johnson. To gain access to our Aftercast and unlock more Patreon rewards, or just to support the show, please head over to thestorygeeks.com for more information.